welcome to the Snap UK Week 16 review. We've got a full house this week. So, with me, Johnny Hrash, is uh, G-Lo, Fourth and Inches, Griff and Jim. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Um, and whilst there is some news, we're going to cover that in the first game, which is Panthers 30. Washington football team 13 and of course it's the uh it's sure the release. About <laughs> possibly not uh, pretty sure it was Panthers 20 Washington it was, 13 yeah. <laughs> yeah it was Washington apologies um it's it, the yeah, NFC but, East it's with, the Giants have a chance it's <laughs> fries our brain um yeah and I do this I do this early in the morning before I started work um but uh, Dwayne Haskins has been released. Um, so one and a bit years into his NFL career, it has not worked out for him um, at the football team where he was, um, well, in his first season, he, he missed he missed a snap because he was taking selfies with fans. Uh, and in his second year, uh, celebrated the loss to the Seahawks by... Uh, Getting um, uh, some uh, titties rubbed in his face. Some, just some, some do. Um, but it's an yes. immeasurable quality, isn't it? We don't know the number of tits that were in his face, so <laughs> no. it's, it's some, some, some titties were in his face. Um, could, have been, could have been one. I mean, that would have been terrible. But I mean, you know, it could it have, have been. been. You know, we've all seen uh, uh, total, total recall. recall. <laughs> it could have been three. Yeah, or a possible, when you when you weren't as much as he does. Or a multiplier of, you know, therein. Um, but it's, um, I mean, quite frankly, it's it's strange in a way because if you if he wasn't and for an injury to Alex Smith, he wouldn't be on the pitch, and he'd probably still have a job. So, so just to put it quite concisely, no one was quite sure why they drafted him at the position they did. He turned out. He yeah. turned out not to be that great. He struggled with the playbook. His behaviour was terrible, and now he's gone. That, yeah, does that, and, that, does that clarify yeah. what you were saying? Yeah, John? and the old coaching team didn't want him. It was a it was a pick from above, and <laughs> the new coaching team also didn't like him. So he didn't help himself by just being a bit of a dick. Um, and you know, Rivera's obviously they they recognise they're not going to get any trade value for him because he's not very good on the field, and he's pretty naughty off the field um, so just get rid of him, cut bait I think it was different with this one compared to any of the others because you remember when Arizona got rid of Rosen there was this kind of minority who, oh you know that's silly it's too early, think of, think of what you could have done if you'd given him a chance I have not seen a single positive article about why they should have kept Haskins Yeah, not one it's <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> So, but I think it's it's interesting, and you, you I say can... this again because I've I've seen it in down every article I've seen. There's always going to be the comparison between him and Daniel Jones. Yeah, just from the fact that they're the same draft class, and I'm not a massive fan of Daniel Jones. I don't think he should have been picked as high as he was, but he's infinitely better than what Dwayne Haskins is. So, you know, fair play to Giants on that one. Um, and you, you can say like. You look at the microcosm of this game, compare Dwayne Haskins' performance against Taylor Heineke's, 
Heineke played all right. Like he was fine. 12 yeah. and 19, got a touchdown, didn't throw stupid interceptions. Dwayne Haskins, every time he got on the field, he, he seemed to do very little right. I can't think of many, if any, highlights over the last two years that, that involved Dwayne Haskins and, and the Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking up um, the town with the most uh, strip clubs per capita <laughs> is uh, Portland in Oregon, which uh, means he might be on the phone to uh, Pete Cowell, uh, you know, asking for a, for a, a transfer. Is it seriously not Vegas? No, no. Apparently it's Portland. This wow. is very, I mean, I'm not going to lie. This was a very quick Google. Uh, whilst Jim was just talking there, so uh, <laughs> sorry. If I, if I had known you were doing such important research, I would have carried on the the model for a little bit longer. No worries I mean, at all. It, that's a mutually beneficial trade, though, because they always have kind of a not so good what, like in the mold of um, what was the Geno Smith, Brett, Brett Hundley, Geno Smith. There's usually a a young, quick quarterback on the depth chart behind Wilson, isn't there? It's a mutually beneficial acquisition if you just to go there. Seem... He'll, yeah, he'll probably be on like league, he'll be on league minimum wage though. So uh, you know that's how many titties can he pay with that? I don't know, but yeah. It's, okay, um... <clears throat> come on then. I'll uh, I'm going to dive in with the defence of Dwayne Haskins just for the sake of the argument, and then we can move on. He is not an unathletic, untalented quarterback. We have seen him look good when he rolls out the pocket and basically makes the play up. What he isn't is a mature player who can actually follow the instructions he's given. So he needs to be loved at a club in order to fit in and feel like he can do the right things. I think I think the comparison I made to John was that he reminds me of Johnny Manziel in that it's, uh, it's, it's money and pussy first and football second and that won't get you anywhere and he'll get another try somewhere else to prove it and he could end up like Geno Smith like Paul was saying just going round as a, a serviceable but you don't really want to see him back up for the next seven or eight years um, but I don't think it's I don't think it's game over if he lands with the right coach in the right situation I think you'll see him playing next year more often than you might imagine I wouldn't want him I don't think anybody here would say they would want Dwayne Haskins but Athletically, he's going to be on somebody's roster because he's just too good. I think there's just too much talent out there at the moment. (laughs) The quarterback talent, the amount of talent out there. Jameis Winston, he's got his faults, but he still can't get a game. Um, There is way too much talent out there for him to get any game time. There is no way you see Dwayne Haskins play in the NFL next year unless COVID strikes about half the quarterbacks down. In a league where where you have Mariota and Dalton, I just don't see room for Haskins, especially with a new batch of quarterbacks coming through. I just I, I agree with you, Griff. He is he is athletic. He does have an element, element of skill. And he, if he, but the, the problem is is his character, and this is why I think a lot of teams didn't want him in the draft, and why coming out of a big school, he came from Ohio State, he'd won a lot of games, dropped to fit like any other quarterback. You, you'll see Justin Fields this year. Probably not going to drop <laughs> drop to number fifteen. He dropped because there's character concerns about him, and that it's pretty. It is pretty rare for a, a player to put behind character concerns. Like there's very few that have ever done it. Jamarcus Russell is another one who he gets labelled with character concerns. He gets labelled with being lazy, and he barely ever plays again. Um, 
he's basically like Vince Young in that regard. <coughs> yeah. Vince, Young was, Vince Young was a much better player, but it was once the rumours got out there that he wouldn't cooperate with the coaches, yeah. no one touched him. No one, he, no coach is going to want that. And actually, what about he's a much more accomplished player. A little bit left field, but what, you know, just to support Griff slightly, I don't like doing that, but just because he is, you know, four on one, you know, nobody likes that. Uh, hang on, hang um, on. Before you do dive in with that, I'm just making it for the sake of argument. I, I would want <laughs> Wayne Haskins. Uh, I wouldn't take him to my club. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna support you. Well. Add a little bit of like, you know, extra potential. So there's a lot of talk that Urban Meyer is going to take a job in the NFL, isn't there? There yeah. is some talk of it, yeah. Yeah. So obviously he is Ohio State, isn't he? So is he? Would he potentially be a landing spot if he took a, you know, say the the Jags finally, you know, move on. Could you take him to the Jags? Well, they're, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I was going to say, not, not with that pick. <laughs> but there must be, you know, say he ends up somewhere else, the Lions and Stafford moves. Could he go there? I think he will end up somewhere. I think he'll do what Josh Rosen's done this year. He'll end up on a practice squad somewhere. Because yeah. um, I can't even see him as being backup. Because There's again, the problem, right? It can't, Josh Rosen's has... a great idea to, to see what he's going to mould as because he's not a veteran who can in, inspire the next player coming mm. through. And he's not young enough and talented enough with enough devoted to the game that someone's going to say, I'll have him. And he's going to he's going to be my starter by the middle of the season. It, he's fallen yeah. into the gap, the same as Josh Rosen did, where he just doesn't fit where he was. The coaches don't love him and no one's really got anything to go off beyond the fact that he's athletic. And that is the thing that will keep him in the league. That was my point. Yeah. If this was Daniel Jones or name any other number of quarterbacks who aren't athletic as him, I think they're done. But people like Daniel Jones, the reason they get picked where they are is because they are coachable. They will continue to improve, which Daniel Jones has done this season. When he's been fit, Daniel Jones has been a much better version of the player you saw last year. So Only, only if nobody tackles him. Well, absolutely, but that's uh, that's the to point. Be, to be fair, Daniel Jones is good enough to tackle himself. Yeah. <laughs> Still the longest quarterback in one of the year. <laughs> Fell over. What this lucky? He might what end up says, with a QB whisperer like a, an Arians, a, you know, yeah. someone like a Gruden's always willing to take a risk. You know, he's got Peatman. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, he, you know. He, he will be picked up before Christmas, by uh, before New Year. <laughs> when when's when's New Year? Four days from now, three days. Three days. Somebody will pick him up before the next podcast we do. I think because they what he he hasn't got to go through waivers. It's not how it works. Somebody will just pick him up and say we can have him. But, I don't know. I, I disagree with that. I, it's going to be. I, it, I just think he'll, he'll, too... get, he'll get lumped onto a practice squad before the season next season starts. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing is, play, play, people are looking ahead to the playoffs now and thinking, right, who's not got COVID? Who can I isolate somewhere that could come in and play? That, you, you joke, but it's true. Because some of these teams are going to have bye weeks where players can go and go off and mingle and do other things. They're going to be trying to keep everything in-house. And a lot of the teams, like Josh McCowan has been, is it the Eagles, like fourth quarterback, and he doesn't go to the, the facility? Is it? Right, well, there you go. So... I'm just saying, Haskins has got the opportunity to bounce back quicker than maybe he deserves. I think that's incredibly optimistic. If, if Dwayne, ha if you think Dwayne Haskins is coming back onto the team this year, COVID or not COVID, I, I think it, it, the, the 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 biggest issue with Dwayne Haskins is his inability to learn and to be coached. 
if you want someone to come in at a very short notice, pick up a playbook and be able to play, make some plays, Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy for you. Yeah, this is one of these arguments where I'm trying to make to make it interesting. But frankly, he's wasted the opportunity of a lifetime and he'd be better off just sitting in strip clubs till his money runs out like Johnny Manziel. Screw him. Absolutely. What I'm pleased to say is it means Alex Smith is probably back next year. Yeah, uh, many of us thought that was coming. So there you go. No, I think kind of now with where where Washington could end up draft picking wise, I think they could be out for picking a one of the top quarterbacks. So, but again, you know, Gary made the point that there's going to be quarterbacks out there that you know will want to play for, will want to play, and going to Washington with the team they've got with around them, the defense. The decent coach, they seem like they are building something. They only need that last piece, which is a good quarterback. And I think they could be a playoff team next year. We've, um, a couple of other receivers would help. Yeah. yeah. Somebody other than Terry McLaurin. We've been derailed slightly from the 20-13 to 13 result in favour of the Panthers. Uh, we ought to get back to that. Panthers basically putting Washington's playoff hopes for this season on ice for one more week. If Washington win, they're in next week. All they've got to do yeah. is win. They should have beaten the Panthers. And if they play Heineke, they've got a better chance of winning. If they'd have played him from the start, they probably wouldn't be in a, a, mm. a last-ditch scenario. But how, how much success is that for Ron if he gets this team into the playoffs next week? That's phenomenal, right? You started four quarterbacks? Yeah, and he really reaches the areas that other quarterbacks can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> They're still going to win six games, though, aren't they? Yeah. Seven, seven, maximum, seven, maximum seven games, yeah. You know, which, seven, nine. You know, I suppose that's what did they win last year? Four, five, three. Yeah, so like their defense is is great, isn't it? Yeah, and they've got some extra pieces on an offense, but uh, you know it's only because they're in that terrible division. We shouldn't get too carried away. It's it's a great step forward for a first year with everything he's been through. So mm. it's an amazing achievement. Um, but they're still not, you know, they're not on a, not a contender. I mean, they're seven and nine and lost to the Giants twice. Well, they, they yeah. have to beat the Eagles. They have to beat yep. the Eagles. That's all they have to do. Yep. And that's an Eagles with a, isn't it, the most changed O line in the league this season? Probably. Yep. They, yep. They, they've been massively hit by injuries across the whole team. So, yeah, you, I'd bet on Washington winning next week. Um, that's the death now if ever there was one. Um, <laughs> Just because the the defense is good enough to stop, I think pretty much anyone. And if they did get into playoffs, teams aren't they're not going to enjoy playing Washington just because of that defensive line this year. I think it's been amazing. Yeah, and as well, it's, it, this this result it was two teams going in the right direction. Yeah, um, and to, to fair compared to last year, that's what really counts for the, both these teams, isn't it? Yes. It is. I think. I think it's time to move on from these two showers, though. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to move on to the individual performance of the week, uh, <laughs> where the six and nine Vikings thirty-three against the eleven and four Saints fifty-two, and uh, Alvin Kamara with six touchdowns. <laughs> um, if you are in fantasy and you manage to lose with Alvin Kamara, you must be shit. <laughs> hey Griff, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Well, I think that summed up my fantasy season quite well, didn't it? I uh, I had only had one other player score double digit points. Uh, it was pretty poor. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we, we thought about... we might do, we might do um, like trophies going forward. And I said I'm just going to send you a wooden spoon. You can just keep it. You know. Yeah, I think I should. Uh, you don't need to give it back. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
I'm pretty terrible. Uh, no, no, that's 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 fair enough. Um, more importantly, when was the last time a player scored six touchdowns? Always. Oh, it was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. Sorry. 1954. Mm, I think it was before that, but go on. I don't know. 1929. I knew it was a long time ago. That's a long time ago. I was right. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, And his name was Ernie Nevers, and he went to the Hall of Fame. No, well. well, How many touchdowns at this point last season did Alvin Kamara have? Three. Two. Two. (laughs) He had two. He had two. I'm about 30 miles away from you, Jim, and I can feel the bitterness from here. (laughs) Yeah, he had two. Yeah, that that stung, didn't it? Uh, This was the lamest Vikings defensive performance of all time. I think this was the most points they've given up in the NFL. It was the most yards they've given up since 1963. Uh, and Mike Zimmer basically called him out after the game and said, "This is the worst bunch of players he's ever coached." You've got to be. You, you've got to be. If you're Mike Zimmer, you know, considered a defensive genius, you've got to be literally livid after this game because they just. Uh, yeah, and I kind of think that Zimmer Zimmer might be slightly on the hot seat. I don't think he will go, but this this team's been going backwards now since they got to the NFC Championship a couple of years back. They've just never looked the same since they have, no. they've had Kirk Cousins on the centre. And they've got good players, like all, all across the team. There's a lot of talent there. So you have to kind of start looking at the coaching and, and wondering, and the ownership has to wonder, like, if we make a change here, who, A, who do we bring in that's better to get more and more out of these? But is it... Is it the coaching? Is it Mike Zimmer? Do they need to have a shake-up either on defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator and keep the head coach? Or is it just is it something else that this team just isn't clicking? Is there a lack of leadership? Because you know, I've never I've never thought of Kirk Cousins being a, a particular leader of a team. He's a he's average quarterback at, at best. No, no, at best, he's a good quarterback. He's an average quarterback, probably at worst. But he, he doesn't win games for you. And his stats aren't terrible for when was this game? Thursday night, Friday night? Yeah. Losing track of all days, yeah. Cool. Let me let me jump in there and and tell you the thing that points to where the problem is. The the Vikings have scored the most points in losses this season out of any team in the NFL. And so it's not it's not entirely on the offense. Also, while we're talking about that, Dalvin Cook, uh, first Vikings player with fifteen hundred rushing yards and fifteen rushing touchdowns in a single season, beating Adrian Peterson. So. The offense isn't the problem. I don't like Kirk Cousins, which is why I thought it was important that I jump in and say it because I don't. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. But the offense isn't the problem. They've steadily lost pieces on defense and been too slow to replace other pieces, mm. and that does fall on Zimmer because he's a defensive coach. But you'll you'll struggle to find a better coach who's going to get more out of them. I think he's bought himself more than enough for grace to have another season there to do it. If they go the same again next season, or if they don't make the playoffs next season, then he's in trouble. But this isn't by any means a terrible team. It's just a, a really bad defence. Mm. I disagree. Team's on a downslide. I can't see them making the playoffs next season. What's the point? I just think you're delaying the inevitable. Get rid of him. But he's, I don't think he's going to improve it. You're not going to do anything straight away. He's, he's, he's an old coach as well, isn't he? He's one of the older coaches, certainly. Yeah. And he's had, he's had his health problems as well. But I think they have to go into the draft and just be thinking about defence because 
the, the pass rush has been poor. Okay, they've not had Daniel Hunter for the, the whole season. They lost Everson Griffin, and they were two cornerstone pieces of a pass rush. But they have brought in other players. They brought in Ngokwe for a while and then got rid of him because apparently he wasn't very good. I would argue that. Yeah. Um, but it, it, so it's decisions like that you have to kind of wonder why, where they're being made, why, who, the, who's making them, and why are they being made? Like, what's the decision making process behind? You know, trading for a player like Ngokwe and then getting rid of him, what was it, four or five games later of that? Four games, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some questionable decisions, but uh, I don't know. The, the fact that they the fact that they lost Stefan Diggs, replaced him with Justin Jefferson and got just as much production yeah. tells me that something is right with this team and that they just need to make some adjustments to be in the mix. Um, and I, I don't think it's a, a clean sweep scenario for them. I don't think they're changing everything. As well, the uh, the rookie tight end Irv Smith has turned out to be um, a good red line, yeah. red line, red zone target. Um, you know, not many yards, but you know, lots of touchdowns. So it might be quite useful next year. But yeah, the, the, yeah, the, as Jim says, should all be on defense uh, going forward because it sucked. <laughs> it certainly did. It was. It, it felt historically bad, and it was. Uh, we should credit the Saints, though, because Drew Brees didn't throw a touchdown. They He threw two picks, and they still <laughs> scored 52 points. Didn't have like, to throw a touchdown. <laughs> if, they can, if they can figure out how to win, a bit like we said when the Broncos figured out how to win without vintage Manning, if they can figure out how to win like this without vintage Drew Brees, then you've got to consider them a, a threat again in the playoffs, which I didn't think they would be. But if they can They're the best all-round team, I think. Them, them or the Colts. They should be, and they've both got aging quarterbacks, but around them are solid running games, solid defences. You know, the Saints' defence looks good, you know, against the passing game and the and the run game. There's not many defences in the league you can say are great against both, but their numbers against both are very good. Um, and I don't think they require Breeze. We've seen it with Teddy Bridgewater last year. We've seen it with Taysom Hill this year. It's not about Drew Breeze. You know, yes, he will in- increase his you know, accuracy stats to 92.8 mm-hmm. million percent because he's only throwing the ball short now. I know that's not a real percentage, Griff. It was slightly more <laughs> yeah. Um, but the point is, it's not about him right now. I know he's the figurehead of the organisation and he brings leadership and he, he brings that stature, but the rest of the organisation is doing it with or without him. And I, I think they're a real contender. One year will be there. Either. Well, let's hope it's this year because next year they go in with ninety-five million dollars over the cap. I don't think he'll be there next year. No, I don't think, I don't he think will he'll be. No, and plus I don't think he'll be there this year. They Good bought the playoffs. Go. What have you got to lose? The playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next season. Next season. I think Drew Brees will retire. Yeah, yeah so I, do I. I do as well. So I don't think they've got a chance this year. Oh yeah, but they yeah, the first season in the NFC last year. The NFC isn't amazing this year. The Packers have had a good year. But the rest of the NFC hasn't had a great year. No. No, no. The, the AFC is harder. That is for sure. Uh, yeah. This is Also, this is the fourth straight NFC South Division title for the Saints. They'd only won it five times before this streak started. So that's that's quite a run from Sean Payton. Just, I'm just saying. It's doing very well. There was a good... It was only a few years back where... There was no team that had won it consistently in in past years, was there? It I think it was about four yeah. years, like twenty years or something. Yeah, exactly. So you know, they dominated it basically. 
Yeah, let's yeah, do they, they, they just self-destructed after they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And the but, Panthers you know, did a pretty similar job. <laughs> yeah, true. So yeah. You, you are talking about, you know, two teams that were in the Super Bowl in the last, what, six years or something. Yeah. Plus the Buccaneers, who aren't, who are pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, who are a year into their rebuild. Yeah, absolutely. So the last, yeah. I'd say the last seven or eight years, it's been one of the tougher divisions. Mm-hmm. So that is quite an achievement. Well, let's move on to uh, the team who are number one in uh, the NFC, um, who uh, beat the Titans 40-14. to 14, Big win. Um, and as well, first team to complete a game without a single penalty or a punt. Well, it was nice as well to see that they had that retro kit. It was slightly different to most years because they had some players in black and white stripes this year as well, didn't they? <laughs> The uh, I thought I thought that this was as dominant a performance in bad weather as you will ever see out of a team. Um, basically, the Titans got so far behind so quickly they couldn't stick to what they want to do, and, and Green Bay just kept piling on the pressure. This is this is um, straight out of a Matt Lafleur wet dream. This is exactly what he wants to do: rack up the points early and then just keep the foot on the throat just enough to keep pulling away. It's uh, this was brilliant. Uh, I didn't for a second think that this could happen. I knew once I saw it was in bad weather that my idea that, that the Titans might upset them was over. But this this is why no one wants to play in Green Bay in the playoffs because you simply can't beat them. Absolutely. And Devontae Adams is like, the MVP never goes very well. No, never goes to wide receiver. But if there's any wide receivers having a, a MVP style season, it's him. He has 17 touchdowns on the year so far. That's more receiving touchdowns than the Panthers, Jets, Washington Giants, and Patriots. One man. And I, I know we kind of said that, you know, there's very little else to throw to in Green Bay. Um, but, and we, we kind of mocked them after the draft for not drafting a wide receiver and a very deep wide receiver class. But if Devontae Adams is on the field and Aaron Rodgers is on the field, uh, I don't think you'll worry about it because the two of them have just got such an amazing link up now. And even the running game is, is just. Brilliant, like AJ Dillon, who sort of person they did draft. He's had a, his kind of first career day: twenty-one uh, carries, one hundred twenty-four yards, and two touchdowns. And then you got Aaron Jones, who's sitting there going, "Yeah, I'll just rush for ninety-four yards off a mere ten carries." Yeah, nine point four um, yards a carry. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so, and you know, AJ Dillon's one. He he looked like a, a kind of a mini Derek Henry. He was just bulldozing his way through. Uh, the Titans' defense, and this is the problem with the, with the Titans is they they have got an amazing offense. I thought Ryan Tannehill played pretty well. AJ Brown and, and Derek Henry again had decent enough games, but their defense is just non-existent. And if they come up if they come up against uh, a Patrick Mahomes in, in the playoffs, I don't think they're going to be able to stop them. Like they've not been able to stop Aaron Rodgers in this game. You, you look at any of the teams that are in the playoffs or in the hunt in, for the playoffs in the AF, in the AFC, the Titans can't actually stop any of them. No, this guy has to try and outscore them. And, 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 hope that and, they can, and that's all they can, they can do. And, and I don't think it's enough. And I, I, I thought earlier in the year they would correct this problem, but they simply don't have the players to do it. No, they didn't. I mean, they've been unlucky in injuries. Jadavian Clowney, they brought in for a year, hoping he had sold the pass rush. He's on injured reserve. Um, they are getting some, uh, some production out of some of the... Uh, drafted players on, on the defensive line, but just not enough. Jeffrey Simmons had a decent year, um, but there's just nothing else. Like Harold Landry hasn't really matured into a pass rusher that they really wanted to, to get from him. Um, 
And Rashawn Evans is all right, but he's not that kind of dominant middle linebacker and the kind of Luke Keekley or Bobby Wagner mold. He's just another player, quite frankly. And and they just they need to improve on defense if they if they want to progress. Because I, I love I really love watching the Titans play on, on offense. But on defense, it's the complete opposite. It's watching from from behind a couch. I think this for me, and I, I agree that there are areas of the Titans need to improve. But I saw this more of Green Bay had a really on day. I know we talk quite often yeah. about teams having an off day. This was just Green Day having a complete Green Day. Green, <laughs> Green Day. Day. <laughs> yeah, I've been him for ages. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong was a quarterback. In all um, fairness, Green Day could have beaten the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> You just got the feeling it just it just clicked, and I I see this as a it it shows the Packers are Super Bowl worthy, but I don't see this as a complete indictment of the Titans. It's in Green Bay with Green Bay advantageous conditions. It yeah, it's more an indictment of no one really. I think that's fair. This, this, like I said, this is why no one wants to play there in the playoffs. It's, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a hundred or more passer rating in thirteen games this season, which is tied for the record, and he can break it next week if they play him, which I'm not sure they will. But that still shows you that at what is he now thirty seven? Mm. That's a that's a phenomenal performance from a man we thought had peaked. He's just come back and peaked again. That's that's incredible. Not many men can peak twice. But he's feeling he's feeling the love, isn't he? Yeah, sorry. He's feeling the love. He is feeling the love, and that is what it's all about. I mean, genuinely, it's Jordan Love, isn't it? You know, the the, the quarterback behind him on the depth chart. He's a first round quarterback. There's going to be pressure, and what a perfect way to deal with that pressure from behind. Yep, absolutely, and that is what you have to do if you want to peak twice. Anyway, Bucks forty seven, Lions seven. <laughs> yeah, so. This, this is a spin ground already. Yeah. This was just. Did anybody Star actually crash. watch this live? Did anybody sit and watch this? I had I... it on in the background. Oh, every, time I, every time I looked up, like the, the scoreboard just ticked over once more for the Bucks. It was incredible. Uh, wasn't it the most first half yardage any team's ever given up? <laughs> yeah. Like it was 400 and something yards at half time. Brady didn't play the second half, and the team still scored two more touchdowns. Yeah, they made Blaine Gabbert look good. Now, let's not forget the Lions had no defensive staff, no head coach, because they'd all got COVID. And, and that's, that's, that's a very valid excuse that, you know, you wouldn't be as good as you perhaps otherwise might be. But you, you got the feeling this was the game where the Buccaneers finally clicked and they really need to do that coming into this point in the season. So, you know, this, this was incredible. The, the only touchdown that the Lions scored was a, was it a kick return or a punt return, I think, for a... Yeah. For a touchdown, it, it, it and that was brilliant. Like the guy weaved through like nine players. Other than that, they had nothing to show. Stafford got injured about ten minutes in, uh, and that might be the last time you ever see him in a Lions uniform because uh, they're yeah. talking about damage to his ankle. If you've got nothing to play for next week, why would you play him? Yeah, I don't think he's be playing next week. And I think I don't think the Lions fans will mind that result really because every loss just bumps them up that draft order a little bit more. They're lying seventh at the moment. Um, and they've probably got a chance to you know, go a little bit higher, though the teams will have them yeah. absolute dross. But they drafted third overall last year and they're still a bag of shit. <laughs> yeah. That is true. The, uh, the Bucks clinched their first playoff place since 2007 under John Gruden. And um, more importantly, for someone who's watched him all these years, this is Brady's 12th straight season 
in the playoffs. He's switched teams and still done it, which is the longest streak ever by a quarterback. It's, yeah, probably yeah, never we, to be broken. Season, we were saying who's won the who's won this? Is it Brady or Belichick? Brady or Belichick? Right now, it's it's Brady hands down. Um, how much yeah. longer do I have to like sit through these Brady loving stats every week? How, how yeah. many how many more you can find? Probably well, another couple of years. Start, yeah. I, I want, I want to tone down again. the Brady love a bit. We've got to yeah. tone down the Brady love a bit. Evans Godwin Gronk Brown. Yep. He should be doing mega yards with that receiving core. Yeah, but it didn't work at the start of the season. It wasn't brilliant. It's it's but, good to see. The, the, the pass to Gronk and the catch, more importantly, was incredible. Because only Gronk would catch that. And I've it was, got Evans and Gronk in my fantasy team. I loved the game. Don't get me wrong. I was getting notifications. My phone wouldn't shut up. It was great. <laughs> but they're coming right they're coming right at the good they're coming good at the right time. However, the Lions are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can read too much into this game, can you? If you, if you want to move on from the Brady stats, then the other two things you need to know is that, that Brady is 8-0 and versus teams below 500 this season and only 2-5 and against teams with winning records. That's and the problem. That, and that this is the fifth time this season the Lions have allowed 40 or more points, which is their worst record since 1948. <laughs> it's also, also a problem. I thought this is, the, this is the first time Mike Evans looked like Mike Evans. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's – if this is the beginning of a gelling between Brady and Evans, I think that, that bodes well for the playoffs. But, this is, I mean, it's certainly his best game this year, but he looked like the Mike Evans we, we've come to know and love. Well, it's great. You ain't going to play the Lions in the playoffs, though. Um, uh, no. So, yeah. Well, moving on, because, I mean, that's just a, I mean, it's a trouncing. Um, and I didn't I, – I, I thought the Rams would win this. Uh, I don't think they, you know, after their humiliation at, uh, at MetLife, uh, um, you know, Rams nine, Seahawks twenty, and as well they've, you know, Goff is injured. So, so John Wolford, everyone, John Wolford yep. trying to win the way into the playoffs, a man who's never thrown a regular season pass. That's why you don't. Yeah, know. They, they, should, they should go out and get Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. He, he's he's athletic. Oh, you probably take him over John Wolford. More importantly, Goff is is now a problem. This isn't yeah. this is one or two games of a slump. This is this is a year and a half out of the last two years where he's not been very good. This is a problem for the Rams now. You cannot rely on him. The Seahawks only scored twenty points. It's not like they blew them away. It was twenty to nine. Yeah, Goss' problem seems to be when he actually gets too much time in the pocket, which sounds odd because that should be you know manna from heaven for most quarterbacks. It's almost like that his reads aren't good. He he can't see the whole field, and if he's got too much time, he just I think he in his head he generally starts panicking about who he's going to throw to. If he's making split second decisions, I first read blocked, second read open, throw pass complete done. He's actually pretty good. It's when he's yeah. like looking around, looking around the field and then no one, no one's open. I don't think he's got confidence in himself to fit a ball into a really tight, tight, tight window. Watch it. Um, <laughs> he's just, he's just not, he's not good enough. He needs to be, he, he needs to have that instinctive short passing game. Anything else, and he's just, he's screwed. Um, and that's why he's like his numbers are bad. He's like five point four uh, yards per attempt. He gave up three sacks. He had an interception. He just looked bang average. Um, and but, but but not a pussy. Dislocated his thumb. 
popped it back in again, cracked on. Not a pussy. That is true. Although it turns out his thumb may be broken, hence why you're seeing John Wolford next week. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you can't fault him there. The thing is, he's now uh, given away the ball the most times out of any quarterback since the start of last season, passing Carson Wentz for that stat, by the way, because Wentz hasn't played the last few weeks. What does that say about those two, who were supposed to be franchise faces for 10 years plus? Yeah, I mean, that's one and two in, the, in that draft, isn't it? Yeah. They've, they've, got, well. they've got what they wanted out of them. The Eagles have got a Super Bowl. The Rams have got an NFC Championship. What would you want? A Super Bowl. Well, I, I think it's a fair point. I, I see what you're saying. The other thing it, from this game, it, do you not think it's interesting that the Seahawks haven't conceded more than 20 points in their last five games after the start to the season they had? This is why you pay Pete Carroll, because they have turned this defence round and it is now extremely viable. I'm sorry. They played the Rams, Washington, Jets, Giants, Eagles, and Cardinals, and then the Rams again. It's not my fault who the schedule throws up. I'm just telling you they've been a lot, lot better, and they have. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, the stats have been better, but that's, that's five games of a lot of averageness, and they got beaten by the Giants, let's not forget. But that's yeah, also, but... that's, Jamal Adams becomes healthy and suddenly they become better on defense. That's not a coincidence. No. Also true, but it, it just it does me leave um, the Rams in a funny situation because it could literally be John Wolford against Chris Travella at quarterback exactly. next week yeah. in a battle for uh, a playoff spot. Um, it's not what anyone wants to see. <laughs> no. The Rams have never done well with backup quarterbacks for a few years. No. They had Sean Manning behind off for years. Yeah, and it, it wasn't good. They don't invest in that position. More importantly, I, I think they need to be a run-first team. As soon as they can't, didn't Cam Akers miss this game? Yeah. Yes, he didn't right? play. And how good were they when he has been fit? Much they better. have been so, so good. They need yeah. to be a run-first team. They will struggle with the Daryl Henderson is is fine for six or seven carries a game. He's got good burst. That's fine. Malcolm Brown is a bit of a bulldozer. That's fine. But they've got no out and out lead back when Cam Akers isn't playing, and Goff isn't good enough to cover up for that deficiency. No, absolutely not. Um, do, do you see that there was an odd period of play where I think it was coming to the end of the end, either the end of the game or the end of the first half, where Josh Reynolds took a pass quickly put the ball back down and the Seahawks picked it up because he wasn't actually touched. Yes. <laughs> Luckily he got away with he got away with it. But it was one of those moments like, oh you just made a huge <laughs> error. It wasn't pretty really funny. Yeah, that was um, a problem. Uh well, let's move on to a you know a basically a toilet bowl of a game. Uh <laughs> but I love organized chaos. Uh Eagles, four ten and one, seventeen. Cowboys six and nine, thirty-seven. So Cowboys clinging on to uh, uh, the chance of a playoff spot. Yeah, just uh, you know they need to basically outdo Washington next week. Um, no, outdo the Giants, don't they? Yeah, they play us. Yeah, it's Eagles Washington. It's Eagles Washington. You'd say that probably Washington have got the harder game there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that makes me think that, that there's a good chance the Cowboys are going into the playoffs despite having been horrible. Now, in terms of squad, you'd say that they are far and away the best squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this coaching staff does not deserve any praise that it will get if they get into the playoffs. Uh, 
the only positive for me really is that Zeke got 100 yards and Andy Dalton has actually been functional now the O-line is working, which is what we said all along was going to be his biggest difference between him and Dak. Is He's not going to add the plays out of the pocket, is he? He's a statue. But if you keep him upright, you've got brilliant receivers on this team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they all play well. Michael Gallup had an amazing game, um, making some absolutely outrageous catches. Um, on the other side of things, I think Jalen Hurts had an all right game. He made a few pretty basic errors. I think it was, was a bit more of a come down with Jalen Hurts, but you got to yeah. see that from a rookie quarterback. After He's not half that, time, the yeah, Cowboys just, adjusted and yeah, they took him out of the game, basically. And I think that that's going to be the problem with Jalen Hurts is when people do figure out his game and they can figure out what he's about. Is he then going to be performing to what he was in the last couple of weeks? And we're yet to find out. I, next, If he is the starter next season, we'll, we'll find that out and find out how good he really is. But to be fair to him, he's still got a terrible offensive line in front of him. He's playing with receivers who... I mean, Deshaun Jackson was your number one, was your number one receiver, just the fact that he had one long catch. And then Quez Watkins was number two. That sounds um, like you sneezed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the the defense was without Fletcher Cox, um, and still haven't got any cornerbacks really of of note apart from Darius Slay. It's just a bad team. And what's worse is, and we were looking at this earlier, they go into next season seventy one point five million over the cap. Yeah, it's a massive rebuild. It, I was looking for some positives. The, the positive in terms of Jalen Hurts is. There's only one other quarterback who's rushed for 50 yards in each of their first three starts, and it's Lamar Jackson. So at least Hertz is showing that he's got some credentials to improve. And you can't, mm-hmm. like you've just given the example, you can't blame him for this team. He's definitely been, they've been a much better team without Wentz under centre. No one can yep. dispute that. Uh, and, and the only other positive is they finally got Deshaun Jackson involved. Now, Again, Once. their whole their whole receiving group will be gone next year. Alshon Jeffrey is what did we say? Eighteen million. Eighteen million. Yeah. I think oh. this is the last year of Deshaun Jackson's contract, and I don't think yeah. you renew him. But at least it, it showed that there is something there, and they're still playing as a team. But do you know what? Uh, I want to get back to because I said this at the time. Do you remember? Was it the first or second game of the season? They elected to basically punt the ball and go for a tie in overtime. Mm-hmm. is where they're won. The second game, I think. Yeah. yeah. And now imagine if they'd have showed some balls and actually gone for what I think was like a 57-yard field goal or a 55-yard field goal and scored. They'd be right in the playoff hunt. Like, you'd be there right at the top of the division. And you didn't bother because you were too scared. It's pathetic. It just, just shows how bad this division is, though. I mean... A couple of years ago, we we were saying how good the NFC is. Like it, it was the it yeah. was the much better, much uh, better conference. Like there were, every division was hard, and the AFC had like the Patriots and maybe the Steelers on the day. It's completely flipped around this year. Yeah. Like their AFC, there's going to be a team who probably have ten wins who aren't going to get in the playoffs, and there's going to be a team on seven and nine who do get into playoffs on the NFC side. That just shows that, that just how. How much, how quickly the NFL can change, and how bad the NFC East is. Well, yeah, I mean, if if uh, if the Titans, you know, if they all win out, you know, potentially you could have a team on eleven wins in the AFC, yeah. not getting in the playoffs. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, well, let's go uh, to Bears, who uh, continue to uh, hold their own destiny in their own hands. Uh, Eight and seven, uh, they ended uh, beating the Jags 
41 to 17. I don't think it's much to say. This here. was the a hose suck. But I don't, the, I don't think the Jags really tried. I think oh, just, this was incredible. It's the first time the Bears have scored 30 or more points in four consecutive games since like 1960. This yeah. was a this was an absolute hosing. Uh, the, um, obviously, the Jags were not playing. They said they'd had a quarterback competition all week, and Mike Glennon won. <laughs> you know that was a fucking lie because Paul would have won that. No, no, no. They uh, had a, they, they they had a quarterback competition, and Mike Glennon was the worst, so he won. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much what happened. They just went with who gives us the biggest chance to lose, uh, and that's fine. That's what they've got to do. But uh, this this wasn't even a matchup. But you've got to credit the Bears. Since Matt Nagy gave up play calling, which is yep. what he was there for, by the way, they've been a much better team. And it now comes down to who are you extending, Matt Nagy or Mitch Trubisky? Because you're not doing both, but one of them's getting another deal. Well, one way or another, they're both in the team and the team's now winning again. So as long as Matt Nagy stays off offensive play calling, you could say that he's back to being in a position where he's a good coach again. How the tide has turned there. Yeah. Um, but we always said if they could get the offense just to give them something, the defense is that good that they stand a chance in pretty much any game. They go to they're playing Green Bay next week. If Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, they've got a really good chance of of getting into playoffs. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones probably won't play that game. Will Devontae Adams play? Devontae Adams. Because why would you? Exactly. You've got the number one seed. You don't. There's literally nothing for them to play for. The only reason that makes me think the Packers won't rest everybody is because it's the Bears. Yeah. And and they don't want to lose to the Bears. So, I don't know. Sense, sense tells you you rest everybody because of the way the season's gone. But, mm. uh, Gary, what do you think about this Bears team? He's on mute. Somebody you're tell mute. him he's on mute. You're on mute. mute. Gary, on mute. He's still on mute and he's not listening to any of us. Uh, oh, here we go. He's got to start yeah. his eyes all over again. <laughs> David Montgomery... Has scored something like six touchdowns in the last four weeks. Yeah. yeah. Prior to that, he scored four all season. Yeah. So the, I think it's been like Trubisky coming back into the team, I I think was the best decision. Um, Foles just isn't the future. So you might as well at least just see, you know, just keep going with Trubisky. You know, the upside to Foles wasn't big enough. I know Jim will probably disagree, but I don't think there was a big enough upside with what they saw when they changed it. They were like five and one when they dropped Trubisky. Were they? Yeah, five and one? yeah the, they were. The, five and the one. wins have only the wins have come with the change. Okay, it coincided with the change of quarterback, but it's Montgomery has been better yeah, with his new that, offensive coordinator, and that's made a huge yeah, difference. Definitely, definitely. And then you're not asking Trubisky to throw the yeah. ball forty times. You know, yeah. he, he still threw the ball thirty-five times this week. Uh, yeah. Completed twenty-four, two touchdowns, one interception. It, his game hasn't changed that much. It's no. just you know that Montgomery's going to get you 100 yards and probably a touchdown. And that changes, yeah. you know, that does change. It takes the pressure off. means you can burn a bit more. It's all clock. about balance. Yeah, so you control the clock. Defense off the team, off the, off the field. And I think keeping that defence fresh by running the ball more, that's been the difference. So I, I think this, you know, this Bears team, I, I, I wouldn't expect it to go far if it makes it squeezes into the playoffs. It's between them and the Cardinals, isn't it? Yeah, much. yep. So it's it's winning in for the Bears basically, and and you can't you can't fault what they've managed to do since they lost what was it five or six in a row? Six yeah. in a row, yeah. Like it, it's incredible the turnaround, but like you say, that they won't go far. But 
I, for what it's worth, I don't think there's anything to be lost in keeping Trubisky if you can get him on a good enough deal. Maybe no, let Rob, him go and Robinson, looks, Robinson looks superb, doesn't he, the last yeah. few weeks as yeah. well? And actually, you know, they, so. I think they're a team that could, because no, they're a team that look brilliant for playoffs. You know, it's, it's not particularly risky what they do. The defence is great. You know, I... I it would be different, I guess, if you were playing in Chicago, which they won't be. But I would not want to play the Bears right now. No. I mean, if, you look at, if you're looking at teams like Seattle, LA, Washington, the Bears will beat them. And then yeah. you've got possibly like someone like, you've got something like a David Montgomery going against a Packers defence, which has not been very particularly good against the Rush all year. I would not want to play the Bears right now. As it as it, it stands, if it were going to play us after week week sixteen, uh, they'd be playing the Saints. They would, they would have the, the Bears would have the seventh seed, and they'd be going to New Orleans. That would be an interesting match. If nothing it would else, be an interesting match. Yeah, I, I, they'll give anyone an interesting game as long as they turn up in tip top condition. I think you're forgetting playoff Bears though. They very rarely get there. Well, yeah, but last one in the playoffs, it was a double doink. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if it wasn't that, then the Eagles don't get to the play, don't get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know. I just, there's just something about them. On paper, they're a very good team, but they don't play on paper. I know, I know. I'm just, just saying. Uh, we'll quickly go on to the 49ers, 20, Cardinals, 12. Uh, not much, you know, 49ers. I don't really want to talk about this game, really to be fair. Just really beat hard, played well. Beat, beat hard, played well. Jeff Wilson had a career game, 183 yards. Um, Kittle's back, four receptions, 92 yards. You know, make when Defense you get your good, still good, isn't it? Yeah, Defense when good. when you when you get your good players back, suddenly good things you don't happen. Don't need to change much at the Niners beyond luck. No. That's all yeah. it is. Who starts under centre next season for the Niners? Oh, I don't Someone know. else. I mean, Sh- Sh- Shannon came out yesterday and said that it's going to be Jimmy next year. Um, did he? Uh, he did, yeah. He press conference said that uh, Garoppolo is our man going into 2021. So, you know. Uh, that's got someone bit... from the draft. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, I, Haskins. I, uh, I, no, God, no, please, no. <laughs> I personally would love to see them get really aggressive in the draft, trade up, you know, Trade next year's number one pick and this year's, and get into like the top five, and and pick kind of a Zach Wilson or, or even Justin Fields. I'm not really sure about that one after Dwayne Haskins coming out of Ohio State. So, but I, I don't think that will happen. I think they'll they'll find it'll either be Jimmy or they'll find a retread somewhere. And uh, on the Cardinals, I mean, do you think do you think they're in the playoffs uh, at the end of next week? No. Who are they playing? Who They're they playing, playing the Rams. The Rams. Ooh. Well, well yeah, if they are. It's because the Rams couldn't score points. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, at the moment, I'm going to say no. I think this is. I, I just think the Rams' defense will shut down if Kyler plays like this, and he played okay, but he didn't play but well. He, then... he might be, he might not be playing. He, he left. He didn't finish the game, didn't he? He's injured. Yeah, so it could so... be. It could be two backup quarterbacks. If it's the two backups, you'd go with who's got the better defence that's going to turn the other team's backup over. It's no, the Rams. The Rams. So yeah. I, I say no, but it's a year too early for the Cardinals anyway. They would be the biggest blowout waiting to happen in the playoffs. So nothing lost, really. 
I think no. it's a shame for the Cardinals that Larry Fitzgerald's last game will be in front of no people. Fair point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that. They're, 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 they're a year away, but they've still got enough elements within that team that if they did make the playoffs, they could surprise people. They won't win it, but they could win their first game in it. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll discuss playoff picture in the AFC. Welcome back to part two of the snap. We're now heading into the AFC playoff picture. So uh, let's start, as we usually do, with uh, the number one seed in uh, the AFC, uh, the Chiefs, 14-1, beat the Falcons 17-14. Uh, Once again, another tight Chiefs victory. And actually could have gone into overtime if uh, uh, Koo had uh, made his kick right at the end. But... Um, the first missed kick in the last 28 attempts that he'd made. Look, it's unfortunate, but it felt very Falcons at the end. I don't think anyone (laughs) thought he was actually going to put that kick through, even though he'd been so good. It sort of sums up their year, to be honest. It was curse of the commentator completely, wasn't it? Because they made such a point of it. (laughs) Do not think, though, that once again, this is very telling of how the Chiefs are just not putting teams away this year. They were so poor in the first half. Uh, champions. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're doing just enough to win, aren't they, every week? And I think come the playoffs, I think they're gonna, there's going to be a few... I think there's a few tricks up the sleeve of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And I think there's going to be almost... Not a completely different team, but I think come the playoffs, I think we're going to see a slightly different Chiefs team that is a little bit more dominant than they're currently being. They're literally just going out there, getting the job done, staying fit, get back into the changing room next week, same again. It's very Patriots. It is very Patriots. I understand that. I just, I want to remind you that last season they went into the playoffs where they 13 and three, which by the way, this is the first time they've ever won 14 games in a, in a season, but they went into the playoffs 13 and three and at half time against the Texans, they were 24 nil down. Yeah. And, And you will not win every one of these games where you let a team slip in front. And I just think this not, is why I want to see a bit more from them. But they're doing the opposite. They're getting just, I mean, not this week, but previously they've been doing just getting up, up ahead and, you know, all right, we'll take our foot off the gas. If they come a bit, if they come a bit close, we'll throw another touchdown to, to Tyreek Hill and he'll have another 100 yards. That's what they're doing. They're doing just yeah, enough yeah. to win and not exert themselves, realising it, it's a long season. There's still a long way to go. They've got to stay fit. They've got the bye week, which is, going to, is a massive help for them. Um, and yeah, come the playoffs, come the division around. I think we're going to see, like I said, I think we're going to see a more dominant Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that you can't pull that off forever. At some point, you've got to show who you are, and they need yeah. to do that soon. But I don't think they want to do that now because then more teams have got more videotape on them. I think yeah. that's what I'm saying. That there's going to be more trick plays come out. There's going to be slightly different, just not massively different, just enough difference. That defensive coordinators, who whoever they play in, in the first game of the playoffs, are going to go, ah, we didn't we didn't see that on the tape. Oh, we don't we've not prepared for that, and that's what Andy Reid wants wants to do. It feels very much like the the Patriots of two yeah. or three years ago, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does, and, and that's fine. Like I'm not saying you can't win. It's just a 
slightly dangerous way. I just feel watching them that, like you say, maybe they are just holding back or maybe they're not as good as last year. I'm not sure. Mm. Also, they, they, had to, they had to play with a running back who they're not used to. You could see they were trying different things by getting Mahomes to do catching. And he can't. <laughs> uh, Travis um, Kelsey tied for the most receiving touchdowns by a tight end with 11. Tied Tony Gonzalez from 1999. So he'll be looking to break that game. Uh, yeah, that record. I'm sure, did, I'm sure he take, will. Didn't he ever take Kittle as well? Most receiving yards for a tight end in a season. Yes, he did. Got over, four, got over 1,400. First tight end ever. Not bad. It's not bad for an old guy, is it? Yeah. No, what, are the, what are the chances, though, that, that the Chiefs would have Tony Gonzalez and, um, and uh, Kelsey? Kelsey, it, both like they're now like number one and number two all time. It's incredible. Yeah. What's the same chance? As, same as the Packers having far followed by Rogers, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, Tyree Kill, I think, very quiet this week. Only four catches. I think he was going to the game injured. Um, He's been fairly quiet in spates throughout the season. He's only had one or two memorable games, to be fair. Um, and and this is part of the issue. Like I don't know whether teams have figured him out or whether he's not been fit for most of the year, but that just doesn't look like the same connection that they had last year. I don't I know. So. This week, this week he definitely looked off the off the pace a bit. But he did, you know, as well. I was watching the game with Steve, our mate, our mate Steve, and um, of course, as Tyreek Hill is one of the three uh, NFL players that he's aware of. Um, <laughs> He was stressing out totally with Tyreek Hill not getting like 300 yards and six touchdowns. But, um, I mean, it, doesn't it show you something how good this team is? He's got 15 touchdowns, he's got nearly 1300 yards, and we think there's games where he's been, he's been invisible. Yeah, yeah. It makes, we make it sound like he's having a bad season. That's how good this team is. Yeah, this team has become a front running team. Like, they, the, the, the criticism last year was that they started slowly, allowed people to get a lead. And in this game, yeah, they came from behind. But in most of the games this year, they've been a good 10 yeah. points up in the second half. <clears throat> and they've just, they've just taken time off the clock and they just haven't had to do what they had to do last year. I think if they have to do it, they can still do it. I can see them resting. Not, why, why would you bother? Yeah, I can see them resting a lot of, the, a lot of their players for the game against the Chargers. And they'll give, uh, you know, players like Tyreek Hill, you'll see Kelsey come on and play and, you know, he get touched down and you might not see him for the rest of the game. They'll give them two weeks off. You see, because they've got the bye already. There's, there's nothing left for Kansas to play for, as far as I can tell. Um, so, you know, it's job done. They, they can go into the playoffs completely fresh. They might, hopefully, they get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back, and so that's another weapon. And I think we'll see... A, like I said, we'll see them kind of properly play the, the Chiefs way that we probably expected them to come the playoffs. I think there's, they're just keeping you know secrets in the in their back pocket, ready for the playoffs. Um, this team and this team can score at will. Like I said, as soon as they, as soon as the team looks like getting close to them, they go off and score a touchdown. Yeah, as soon um, as you start to believe, you're yeah, fucked. yeah. What Gary says um, for the Falcons. You know, it's uh, generally can't come soon enough. It's been a good recovery from them after the you know start of the season, but that's all it is, isn't it? It's just you know, yeah. it's, some, it's starting something new, isn't it? Trying to get some momentum for next year. That's all it is. 
Like, I think the big the, done done weeks ago. Yeah, the the biggest question for them is what they do at quarterback. Do they do they completely start again with a new GM, a new coach, and a new quarterback, or do they keep Matt Ryan in place? What would you do? I'd keep Matt Ryan. Depends on how much depends his cap space, doesn't it? Yeah. Depends on how much cap he's taken. But at the end of the day, you've got you've got a former MVP quarterback there versus you know Mate, you, the you could have a former MVP quarterback as well. Yeah, yeah that's the, true. Cam Newton's going to ruin the former MVP yeah, argument. But Matt Ryan's still <laughs> playing well. Like he had 300 yards and two touchdowns against you know the Super Bowl win, Super Bowl team. Like he's still playing well. Like, must why, make the, the job more attractive to keep him. It, yeah, exactly. Got... Why risk if, it? You, you've got a top. You've now you're probably going to have a top four pick in, in the draft. You've got to strengthen that defense. You could bring in a player like Mika Parsons, who is you know a worldy at linebacker. Um, and solidify it or start to solidify a defence, which has been their problem for the whole year. They, they've had no issues really scoring. Okay, they've only scored 14 points this um, this week, but they've consistently been scoring scoring points. They've still got Ridley. They've still got Jones. I think there's more to come from a lot of their players. They could find a running back deeper in the draft, but they've got to fix that defence. It's terrible. As I say, what Ryan needs most of all is a running back because yeah. the, the ones he's got, I don't think they trust... Bang average. They're, they are. I mean, Gurley gets a lot of touchdowns this season, but you know, spent force. When they when they went to the Super Bowl, they had Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. Mm. Well, they, and, they pointed out during the broadcast that Ito Smith's technically the workhorse, and Todd yeah. Gurley just does the goal line work. And and that is exactly if you go back to our first podcast of the season, I said. By the middle of the season, the knees will be shot. They'll be nursing him. He is not a viable player for them. And it's turned out to be so. And that is exactly what they need. So they've, yeah. they've got Ledley King running back. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to Such a good reference. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Because uh, uh, good comeback here from the Steelers, uh, both in the game and for, uh, for their offense. Um, 24-28 against the Colts. Um, Colts, one point, looked like they had this sort of... They were 24-7 up. Yeah. At half and, time. Uh, Just imagine yeah, absolutely that was it. clutch. It's the biggest uh, comeback in Tomlin's career. In the, yes, it is. As a coach in the second half, in it, I believe. I believe you're correct. Look at you weighing in with a stat. Somebody <laughs> must have piped that to you. Uh <laughs> I think, I think the thing that's notable about this game is that the Colts are now on the outside looking in mm. for the playoff spot. And that how Philip Rivers would that be to win 10 games and not make the playoffs? To choke right at the end. That would be the most Philip Rivers season. Because this team doesn't deserve to not be in the playoffs, but it's now entirely possible. Yeah. It's them versus the Browns now, isn't it? Yeah. So it's either going to be Oso Rivers or Oso the Browns. Exactly. uh, There there were some good things out of the out of the the Colts, but but honestly, this was all about how finally we saw the Steelers' offense come back to life. Not just after a couple of games, but after about five games since they've been any good. Uh, And also, their defense. T.J. Watt stepped up when it was absolutely necessary in the second half. Incredible. Yeah, he got now the most games with two or more sacks uh, in a season. Uh, by a Pittsburgh player. I think, is it 10 games this season he's had two or more sacks? Like, that's incredible. Uh, everything clicked at the right time. They need to take this into the playoffs. 
they could very quickly revert back the other way again. That's the problem. Still have a bit of worry on the rushing game, though. I mean, James Connor was playing, but five carries to 20 yards. I don't know if that's a symptom of him being bad or not getting up to speed or the fact that they were just chasing the game for so long. <laughs> yeah, their running game's been very, very poor. Mm. And usually we blame the O-lines, but actually this O-line's come back together quite well. Yeah. It's just the running backs haven't been very good. Yep. Yep. Um, Do you know, uh, when was the last time the Colts beat the Steelers with a quarterback starting for them who wasn't called Peyton Manning? 1984. Yes, it was. What was the guy's name? <laughs> Mark Herman. <laughs> 1984. Was that, was that a known fact, Paul? Or was that just a, a massive shot in the dark? I saw that stat earlier and it, it amazed me. <laughs> <laughs> As if you jumped for that. Right, anyway, go on. Just wondering. He said, he said it quite convincingly. So I'm assuming he I didn't know. The one big thing for the Colts off the back of this is they've got the Jags next week. Yeah. yeah. And that's a yeah. Jags team who you can see by the way their fans are reacting. Yeah. They don't the... want anything. <laughs> we're going to get. I assume, John, we're going to get to the Browns in a minute, but I, I really think the Colts are in the driving seat here. I do as well because it's, yeah. been, it's been announced today that the Steelers are going to be starting Mason Rudolph next week. Nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a real kick in the teeth for Garrett, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not a smash in the face for Rudolph. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Three days um, late for another red nose, I think. But yeah, um, let's move on because uh, probably one of our favourite teams this year is the Bills, um, who beat the Patriots 38 to 9 and you know Josh Allen you know is not a surprise you know is really good Stefan Diggs is really good and the Patriots aren't <laughs> <laughs> yeah that analysis uh I think we mentioned the stat earlier about Josh Allen it? No, I could not watch it. It was yeah. it was so important for my fantasy uh, championship decider. I couldn't watch it because I was sick with worry that Steve <laughs> might win. Um, as well, I, I needed I needed Josh minute. Allen to get between twenty eight and thirty five points because I had him in one league and I was playing against him in my work league. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he just he did it beautifully. I beat Steve by about four, and I beat my guy in the work league by two. Well, good for Josh you. Josh Allen, MVP. He also helped me beat you, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is, but, yeah. this is the... Uh, Shit happens. Go on, Griff. Let's let Griff go on his monologue. Second ever longest winning streak by a franchise was broken. They now won't have a, a, a 500 or, or plus season. Which team has the, has the record for the longest winning streak of seasons? Cowboys. The Steelers? It is the Cowboys from... Oh, in the 90s. Yeah, in the 90s. 90s to 2001? I think it was 65 to 85. Oh, right, okay. But regardless, it was it was a long time anyway. You're, you're right. Um, this, is, this pretty much sums up the Patriots in a nutshell. No one expected them to win, but they were far, far worse than... Even I had hoped, and I said to you before we started, there were passes that Cam Newton can't make that were five or six yards down the field that any one of us would have made. 
we are just showing you what happens if you play Wildcat every week. Because that's all he is, is a running back. That's all he is. Uh, it's like it's like what happens if you have a whole season with Taysom Hill. That yeah, experiment's yeah. been done but, for Sean but, Payton. But Taysom Hill is better because <laughs> he can throw the ball. Cam can't throw the ball. We so also had touchdowns at Gillette Stadium versus uh, Josh Allen four. Yeah, but the Cams are two for the season. Yeah, Josh uh, is uh, in like three quarters. <laughs> I, I think I've gone over it a hundred times. I don't know what the plan is. I don't see how we rebuild an already better next season. But in Bill, we trust. This is this is dire. I, I said eight and eight at the start of the season. I'd have been happy with that. But to to be this bad. Is, is not what I expected. We do get eight players back from the COVID reserve, so let's cling on to that. Hope that helps. <laughs> I think you've got Any of them four quarterback? years of pain to come. And it's I think we've got a few. Yeah, I think we've got a few. Like you say, the, the age and the talent on the teams in the division, and this this is how the sport is supposed to work, obviously. It's yeah. not, you know, you're not supposed to win forever. So I think, you know, you're going to have to just suck it up and let us enjoy it, really. It's going to be... It's going to be great. But bar Cam Newton's play, you haven't actually heard me complain too much about the team losing. I can't fault the way the system works, and we've been so lucky for so long. Not on the podcast, no. <laughs> no that's not, I, think, I think that's massively unfair. I think I've, I've got... Been, you've been all right, actually. You've been all right. I, I, know. I did I, say I, at the start of the season, eight and eight would be the best we could hope for. Hang on, to be fair, Griff, even when the Patriots were winning, you were slating them anyway. So, <laughs> right. like... It's far harder to watch your team in the Super Bowl only yeah, we... a couple of times. Yeah, twice in the last five years. We lost both of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to some. I'm really hoping this is, you know, everybody's thinking like Bill Bill has a plan. You know, like yes. when players went on the COVID reserve list, people thought that was a plan. I'm hoping there is no plan. And his plan for retirement is literally just to drive this off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> just tank it as hard as you can. And then Go and take over at the Giants for a couple of years. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Just trying uh, to protect I mean, his legacy, isn't he? We should uh, credit Stefan Diggs for being just an amazing receiver. We were talking about Devontae Adams earlier. Stefan Diggs is pushing him all the way this season. He has been brilliant. How yeah. the hell yeah, did brilliant. I get him in the fifth round of fantasy? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a very no good question. I thought Alan would be accurate enough to pick him up. Yeah. And, and look, that's, the, that's coming back to kind of Dwayne Haskins. You, you look at Josh Allen. They were... Uh, you know, Josh Allen, I think, was drafted, what, ninth? So not a million miles away from, from Haskins. Allen had deficiencies in his game, and accuracy was, was the, the biggest one. The difference between the two is he's gone away. He's worked on it over the last couple of years. He's developed. He's worked with coaches. He's worked with quarterback coach uh, Jordan Palmer, and he's got better. And if you're a coach and you, you draft a quarterback, you want to see them progress. You don't expect them to be MVP year one, Super Bowl year two. That's a, that's a fluke. It very rarely happens, Mahomes aside. You just want to see progression each year, and that's what Josh Allen gives, and that's not what Dwayne Haskins gives. And that, that's what, they're, they're gonna, that's what you, you look for in characters. I'm willing to work. I'm willing to get better. I want to get better for this team. And it's about the team for, for Allen. And you, and you look at how he interacts with, with other players, like Stefan Diggs. So there's a great video going around of them having a laugh at, um, before the game where Josh Allen takes the mick out of Stefan Diggs' dance. That's the kind of camaraderie you want to see. You, you never saw that with Haskins, but with Haskins, it was about him. Um, and that's why Haskins won't be on a team and Josh Allen will get a massive contract in the next couple of months. Let's, uh, let's see if Paul's been reading all the facts. Uh, when was the last time the Bills swept the Patriots in the season? Well, I think that's a very good point, Michael. And what I'd like to do 
because I'd like to stall you completely. No, no. It was... That, Is that all right? 1996. No. I was going to say 97. No, it was, nine, it was 1999. But here's the context. Josh Allen was three. <laughs> he was three years old. And Bill Belichick was the uh, defensive coordinator at the Jets. So there you go. It's been a long time. I remember 1999. That makes me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, okay, well, let's move on. Because uh, the Jets' winning streak... Continues. <laughs> continues. <laughs> it's now a streak. It's now point. a streak. If it hadn't been for Greg Williams being a massive C-word the week before as well, this streak's high, the streak would be even longer. Well, no, they, they, they had a loss in between, didn't they? But they can't even suck at sucking. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you, you do realise this is this. Is, everyone seems to think, oh yeah, no, we the, the the players and the coaches want to do what the backroom suggests. Yeah, they don't. And that's it. They don't. The back the players and the coaches want to win because, unlike the GMs, their yeah. jobs on the line at the end of the season. Yeah. It's just quite often. The GMs will do what you know. They will do what they can to get in the way. But yeah, um, just looking. Uh, you, yeah, you make a good in, point. in between in between the Raiders game, they did lose to the Seahawks forty to three. Um, so you know, it, it, it's but still, um, they they're still an awful team. But <laughs> the you know, the Browns are hamstrung by the fact that you know. You know, they didn't have any wide receivers. They just kept throwing it to one Austin of two Cooper. tight ends. Yeah, yeah, okay. So their entire wide receiver core was taken out by COVID. Uh, the only player that they had receiving the ball that I never heard of was Marvin Hall, who I think was on the Lions team a couple of years ago. Uh, and various practice squads ever since. Otherwise, it was all a bunch of, like, I think John was next up, wasn't he, for, for the Browns? Um, and, and obviously that does have an effect. Like I understand <laughs> just a bit. But why then throw the ball so many times? This should have been the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running show, and they didn't do yards it. They had by half time, or something like near half time. It was three rushing yards or something ridiculous, yeah. wasn't it? That's so just what is, absolutely. What is that about? Nick <laughs> Chubb, eleven attempts for twenty-eight yards and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, four attempts. For 11 yards and a touchdown. You have to be able to run in this game. You cannot oh. ask Baker to throw nearly 30 passes, uh, sorry, 53 passes in this game. You and can't blame one... the running game, though. You can't blame the run because no. you've got nothing else. What are you going to do? Just stack the box? That you, what else can you do? You, you can. You can blame the running. The way the play calling was done was dreadful. It was I don't really know. So Kareem Hunt is a catching back, and then you've got Nick Chubb, who runs through. Most defenses in the league, he's that good. Yeah. yeah. So you, you surely there's enough with those two plus a tight end, you know, plus you know a wide receiver. You know, it's just throw and catch at the end of the day off the practice squad. Surely that's enough to do something different. You know, yeah. you only I get three it. goes. You only get three goes unless you get ten yards. So surely you can mix it up a little bit in those three goes. But it is, it's so easy for the for the Jets defensive corner because you don't have anyone there to, to stretch. It's not like, you know, Austin Hooper suddenly turned into a bloke who's going to do a uh, a four-second, a four 40-yard dash. You're not stretching you know. the field, but still. No. But you, still, you, you, they you, needed you, to establish the run and they failed badly. And this is such a Browns way to, to come crashing to an end of the season. 
to lose to the Jets like this. The two unluckiest franchises going, one of them had to be more unlucky. (laughs) I'm always going to, if it's unlucky, I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, and, and you, you know, always would. They lived up I've heard you use that excuse before. Uh, <laughs> okay, my proctologist. So, you know, Baker has only ever won one game when he's been sacked four or more times. He's like one and nine when he's been sacked four or more times. He got completely discombobulated by the pressure they were putting on him. He then fumbled twice in their last two possessions to give the ball away. You can't blame the wide receiving group that was there, and maybe you don't want to blame the running backs for not doing a better job, but you can blame Baker. You just hold on to the ball one of those two times and you probably win this game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, don't think, I don't think they win, but, you know, because <laughs> you, you were just turgid. Um, but, yeah. You still, hang on, they still gave up 23 points against what is a pretty average offence as well. Of course it is, but the Jets actually have been playing all right recently. Yeah, but, you know, you know they, st- they still gave up not a, a massive amount of points, but probably more points than you'd expect to give up against the Jets. And there's nothing wrong with the, de- the defense. Don't they forget one of those touchdowns was a 43-yard pass from Jamison Crowder, by the way, which was beautiful. Oh, it was yeah. lovely. You know, yeah. the, the Jets had basically turned up at the end of the year when they've got nothing to play for. Frank, Gu- Frank Gore, by the way, uh, crossed 16,000 mm. rushing yards. And then, got in, and then got injured. So that could be the last we see of Frank Gore. He's going to miss week 17, unfortunately. It could be. Which is a sad way to go out. He'll be back on a shitty team next year. <laughs> Probably back with the Jets. Um, so, one, high, one highlight for me, sorry, Griff, it was no. like seeing Sam Darnold play over the last couple of weeks. He's actually played well. And yep. he had a great run. And I compare it to kind of Goff made a run uh, against Seattle and dived on the floor short of the, of the first down marker. Sam Darnold went plowing into a linebacker and knocked him, knocked yeah, him backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's playing... Like yeah. a man who knows he now has the opportunity to stay there and yeah. actually be the franchise quarterback. And I think the fact that they're not going to be picking first may well save save his Jets career. Because I, mean, I don't think you take Justin Fields over Sam Donald. No, I think Zach Wilson's jumped over Justin Fields in terms of you watched like the highlights from, from his 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 um, bowl game at the weekend. It was amazing. But when you and we said this last week, when you've got a, a tackle who is as highly rated as Penny Sewell is, that's it's, that's going to be really tempting for the Donald is still a franchise quarterback for yeah. me. If the Jets don't want me. him, I'll drive him to the Patriots myself because I think Just he's. I think he can I'd be happily take, happily take him at the Niners as well. Exactly. And the um, the only other thing, well, I think we mentioned it is the 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 Jets actually probably won this game because the punter um, knocked out, well, pretty much took out the the punt returner who was almost free. Yeah, the, he did. The punter for the Jets. Was a linebacker in college who like <laughs> broke his like back or something ridiculous and was told he wouldn't be able to play football. Um, refused to listen and came back and you know decided to be a kicker to keep his dream alive. Came to the league, the first opportunity he got to you know to hit someone, he still just went and did it, which I thought was Fair. a good story. That is a good story. Well, um, yeah, well, and as well. You know, Griff's been saying for weeks the Jets might win the final game against the Pats, and actually, it looks more likely uh, the, the closer we get to it. Um, luckily, they listen to you a bit more, Michael. The, 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 if only people did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the bigger thing from this game is we now know from what Jim's just said that Roethlisberger isn't playing for the Steelers next week. It's going to be Mason Rudolph starting against the Browns. 
The Colts are playing the Jags. One of those two teams, the Colts or the Browns, is not going to the playoffs. Now, there's a good chance they both win, and that leaves the Colts on the outside, I believe. Yep. Yes. But would you put your money on the Colts losing or the Browns losing? If one of them's going to lose, which one are you putting your money on? Because my money's always going to be on the Browns in that scenario. Always the Browns. They always get Browns something up, aren't they? I think the Colts, Titans, and the Browns all win out, and we end up with no change. Yeah, uh, you could well be right. Now that we've seen that basically the Steelers are throwing the game away by starting Mason Rudolph, I think that's a massive advantage for the Browns. But they could still kick it into touch themselves and just fail. <laughs> what are the Ravens yeah. on as well? Are they not on the same record as well? Yeah, Ravens, 10 and, 5 as well. 10 and 5, yeah. I think they get in based on they, who they've played. Yeah, their strength of schedule yeah. or, or their, their wins over opposition are such that yeah. they, are, they are effectively in, I believe. I think it's because they beat the Browns that they, they effectively get in. And I know the Bengals want to return, but no, they win out. Um, <laughs> but we move on to the Ravens, um, which are, of course, Gary New. Uh, Giants, 13. Ravens, 27. So the 5 and 10 Giants against the 10 and 5 Ravens. Great. Dolphins. I didn't see any of this game. <laughs> the Giants are just... Not, they're not... But they're, uh, I mean, technically they still can't end up in the playoffs, um, but they won't. So, well, you can if you win. You can. Yes, we, we, yeah. If we win, which we you won't. might. Well, yeah, I know, but we won't. Uh, <laughs> should we? Uh, should we mention Des Bryant getting a second receiving touchdown of the yeah. season? Just because it's a fairly nice story in a fairly crap year. Des Bryant scored again. So, uh, first time he's had consecutive scoring games since uh, weeks 13 and 14 of 2017 for Des Bryant. He does have some practice scoring against the Giants. Yes. Yeah. It's true. He's had a few. Sorry, boys. No, it's fine. Like, you know, we're, we're, not a, we're a team on the up at least, but we're not good. Um, although, nice to see Logan Ryan signed. Uh, yeah, I think that's really contracts. important. That's a nice, uh, nice Christmas present for Giants fans. Um, as far as the Ravens, Ravens look fine, and actually, I they're 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 returning to form at just the right time. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins is good. What was that? It's his fifth game, consecutive game of a touchdown. Yeah, uh, and he's he's becoming. I think he's not becoming the lead back because you've still got Gus Edwards who had 15 carries for 85 yards. But between them, I think they're they're more than capable of. Getting a lot of yards on the ground, they've thrown Lamar Jackson into that, and they're they're back to their best running the, running the football and not relying too much on Lamar Jackson being a quarterback. Yeah, and um, yeah, and when he just does have to throw, he's got two huge bodies of Dez and Mark Andrews, so yeah, it does help. <laughs> uh, Dolphins twenty six, uh, Raiders. I forgot to write down the score. So twenty five. Twenty five, and it was close. You uh, forgot to write down the score. This was the greatest, most Raiders ending to a game ever. It was brilliant. It was absolutely... It's, it keeps me going to know that even though the Patriots are terrible, the Raiders are always going to be worse. It's amazing. Uh, they, on, on they, allowed, Sorry. they allowed Fitzmagic a 31-yard completion while he was having his head ripped off on a face mask penalty, which added on 15 yards to the end of the completion and allowed Saunders to come out and stroke the ball home for the win with one second on the clock. It couldn't have been a more Raiders thing if you'd have paid to say, 
what's the most rageous thing they can do right now? It was brilliant. It was just <laughs> We have our oh, sister show on YouTube, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Our accompaniment show on YouTube. And uh, I picked the Raiders this week over the Dolphins. You did. Yeah. And I've never been more angry <laughs> watching the final few minutes of a game in my life. <laughs> Anyone who's watched the Nat Coombs episode knows that is a lie. <laughs> oh, that because, to do with Philip Rivers, per chance? because as soon as uh, as soon as Philip Rivers gets mentioned, uh, we know that's when you get angry. Tua has had two pretty bad games this season. This one and one against the Broncos, where he really just wasn't moving the ball. How good is it for a team to be able to say, right, we're going to bring in the other guy who can move the ball, and if we only play in sparingly, he can't turn it over enough to be a problem but he can complete balls that Tua can't do. It's an incredible one-two punch, to be fair. Like, I mean, Tua doesn't really turn the ball over. He's only got two interceptions this yeah. season. Oh, but yeah. he's not but... driving it down the field with any authority at all, which is something he will probably learn to do if he's near as good as we think. But Fitzpatrick, he, did he score on three of his four possessions? And the only one he didn't score was because his player dropped the ball. Like, he was you brilliant when he came but you'll still get the Fitz magic cycle. You can't, you, you're they're just delaying the cycle. It will happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't, but <laughs> if I was told that for next season, the Patriots had signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'd be elated because the games would be watchable, if nothing else. I, I think he probably stays there for another year and they yeah. go through this procedure with Tua until he's capable of seeing these games out. But it's, you see the two of them together and you, you think this is genuinely a, a combination at quarterback, which you rarely see. If you'd have offered a Dolphins fan at the beginning of the season, 10 and 5 at the end of week 16, yeah. they're bitten your hand off. Of course they would have. And, and I think they're getting in the playoffs as well. I, I really do. I think, uh, just think that they're that good. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, the Raiders, though, this is such a John Gruden thing to do. How often did the Bucks teams fail to see through to the end of the season? Uh, when that when he was there, how often did the Raiders team struggle towards the end of the seasons before when he was there? This is just it's just typical group. Yeah, can't <laughs> argue with that. But Brilliant. I'm, I'm just... glad I made that point for everyone. No, I mean it's right, isn't it? I mean he's, and I don't think it's down to fitness or anything because they're not losing players like the Eagles or the Forty Niners that have been this season, and you know replacements coming in. They've got most of their players. The problem is some of the players that have got, especially on defense, just aren't good enough. Um, and again, this is a defensive unit which needs to be improved. They need to get more uh, pressure on opposing quarterbacks and, and not the kind where you're ripping the heads off. Um, <laughs> you need to get the, there needs to be more interceptions. Um, it just there's just no production on, on that defense. And I think until they get that, they're always going to be probably an eight and eight team. Um, and, you know, there might be season where they get in the playoffs with that. But most times, there's not going to be there. Um, and that's that's down to... Who's the GM there? The old... Mike Mayock. Thank you. Uh, that's down to Mike Mayock to find those players on defence, bring them in, um, and then for Gruden to gel them together as a, as a team. Uh, this is On offence, I think they're fine. Not a problem. I think Derek Carr has had a good season this year. Josh Jacobs has probably had a slight downwards, you know, slight kind of drop in production, but he'll come back next year. And they've got receivers now in, in Henry Ruggs and even Nelson Aguilar's playing, playing pretty decently. Um, 
So it's just that defense needs to be sorted out. And especially when, you, when you're playing the Chiefs twice a year and they've shown they can beat the Chiefs, um, they need to improve on defense. Fair well, let's move on. Bengals, 37. Texans, 31. So Bengals move to 4, 10, and 1. Uh, Texans, 4, 11. Speed um, round, speed, speed round. round. Speed round. Both teams suck. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Broncos, <laughs> I was 16. That, but I was muted. <laughs> Broncos 16, Chargers 19. Hey, Chargers won. Chargers have now won. Is it four games in a row by three, three by, 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 by uh, one score? Basically, ever since opposite of how they started. Ever since we criticised Anthony Lynn and said his career as a coach was over, he just bought himself another year, and I think it's a bad move. Oh, it's a bit like you're stalling out. He still yeah. needs to go, but at least he can go with a better record. Justin no, Herbert's got good records as well. Most yeah. most touchdowns, but sorry, most pass. He got over four thousand yards this week. Yeah, um, and he's a touchdown record. Yeah, for a rookie. Four, I think. Twenty-eight. Oh, okay. Lots. Okay, so great, uh, and then, and the Broncos still uh, still suck. Okay, risky picks. Look through next next week's p- teams. Uh, Okay, I'm just going to say it straight off the bat. I think the Mason Rudolph-led Steelers are going to beat the Browns. <laughs> I'm taking Bears over Packers. I'm taking Giants over Cowboys. Uh, I just wanted to jinx the team. <laughs> <laughs> In your own time, boys. Chargers over Chiefs. Oh, shit, that's Ooh. what I was going to take. That's the one I was going to take. Um, and I'm going to pick uh, Jets over Patriots. Nothing risky about that. Nothing risky. Come on. Well, they're both, both teams are shit. I've been predicting that for nine weeks. I know, but you, you took all the good ones. So, and, yeah, so you're think... predicting nature finds a way. Come on. Right. <laughs> pick another, pick another Saints, game. John. You can always pick that one. Sorry? Panthers are playing the Saints, aren't they? Yeah, but ugh, the Panthers... <laughs> The Colts beating the Jaguars is a riskier pick than that, John. Come on. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck off. But, okay. Okay. In the AFC. So, we've got Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Colts. One misses out. Who are we going to say misses out? Browns. Browns. Colts. Gary, I'm going with Colts. Wow. He doesn't know whether to go with Philip Rivers or not. Look at his little face. <laughs> he can't do it. It's mad. It's like... That Colts team, despite Philip Rivers, should be in the playoffs. It's a yep. very good all-round team. Oh, the fuck-up Browns. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Rivers. Uh, in the N- NFC, we've got the Packers, Saints, Seahawks, and Buccaneers already through. We've got, uh, currently, we've got Washington, uh, Rams, Bears, with Cardinals, Cowboys, and Giants on the bubble. So... Uh, uh, Washington in, football team win the yeah, division Washington. and um, the Bears take the wild card uh, I'm, and the, I'm also going with Gary Washington football team and the Bears and we also yeah. got Rams uh, and, well, card, Rams and Cardinals Just no, Rams like, are all a game ahead yeah Rams are in yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah think, as it is yeah I'm saying yeah I'm, I'm su- I'm suggesting it stays as is uh, as well. Unless, yeah. So we'll see you next week. Um, 
in terms of our risky picks, um, we have two people out in front now. Uh, I didn't do one last week, did I? No, you didn't. I, I haven't, uh, we, but... we picked one for you. We said the Jags were going to win. <laughs> no, no, no. We, pick, we picked the Falcons to beat the Cowboys, even though they weren't playing. Um... <laughs> you could have just texted me. <laughs> no, no, this way is much more fun. Yeah, uh, we just we just didn't count one for you, um, but it doesn't matter anyway because you are last. Um, I've only played half a year. Well, yeah, but you've only got I've only got a quarter of those selections in that half a year, right? <laughs> um, me and Paul both on thirty, uh, both on thirty something percent. We are thirty three point three three recurring as a group. Uh, Jim, oh, the risky picks. They are risky picks. Jim, I think, is on 42%. Griff is on 45 So this week could could be the decision, the, 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 the decision maker in who is re- the best at this. I'm really, re- really regressing taking just... I'm really regressing taking the Giants now. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I just took the Jets. I, I want no part of it. Oh, t- <laughs> shit. Sorry, mate, yeah, you are. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Griff can send you a wooden spoon back. Moving forward, if you don't submit a pick, you just get the Jags and whoever they're playing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like in our fantasy thing. If you concede, you instantly lose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll take it from there. But um, uh, all games on Sunday this week because it's uh, the final week of the regular season. Um, although technically, one of the games in England is. Uh, one twenty in the morning on Monday. Washington versus the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. I am staying up for that one. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see you next week. Enjoy enjoy the weekend and happy new year. Bye bye from us. See you in twenty twenty one. Bye. bye.